This is an Area Code podcast. Welcome back to Feel for the Game, the sports podcast where we talk about our feelings. My name is Nick. And my name is Noah, and also my dog Titan is in the room, so we might be interrupted at random points today. Shout out to Titan. Does he have any does he have any basketball takes that he likes to get off his chest? Uh Titan. He's asleep, so no. But I think if he were to say anything, he would say that Damian Lillard is a better player than Steph Curry. Whoa. Um that's what Titan would say. Okay, we are back. We are going to talk about um, it's an, a basketball adjacent topic, I would say. We're going to talk about fans uh, and their interactions with athletes, and in particular uh, with NBA players. Um, in, in light of recent events, we've uh, it's what day is it? Thursday. It's Thursday, June. June We're in 3rd. June. We're in the first round little, of the NBA playoffs. A little bit behind the curtain. This is June 3rd. You're not going to hear this till like July 15th. Yeah, who knows? Um, but it's the first round of the playoffs. Fans are back in stadiums. They were gone, not allowed to come for quite some time because of COVID-19. But they're back. And uh, within the first couple of weeks of fans being back in a large capacity for the playoffs, we've had multiple instances of fans doing some really mean, bad things to to players. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Great. That's that. That was our first segment, which is called "What's the Score?" No, what? we'll get into that, and we'll talk about exactly what. Uh, some of the instances that we just alluded to. So, so this is our first segment. What's the score? Rebound goes to the Cavs. J.R. Smith brings it back out. Throws it to Hill. Hill shot blocked. And we'll go to overtime. You get the feeling J.R. Smith thought they had the lead. He didn't know the score. I think exactly. Yeah, so I think um, the big ones that come to mind, and there might be others by the time this episode comes out, but the, the big ones that come to mind is we have uh trey young gets he gets spit, spit on. on in new york gets spit on in new york um we have john morant uh goes and plays in utah and his family is dealing with utah fans yeah uh apparently saying lots of racial racist things. and sexual to, from what i remember they for sure they were saying racist things to his family i believe they said some sexual things to his mother as well mm-hmm. Yeah, so you got John Morant on the so court. Utah, you're looking fucking up trash. <laughs> Actually, it's it's funny. I think there's an interesting connection between all of these stadiums that these things are happening Ooh, at right we'll get, now. We'll get into that. Uh, Let's hold on to that one. You have uh, you have Kyrie Irving and going back to Boston. This is first time back in Boston since fans have been around. Um, he they close out the series, I believe, or they they finish the. Was it the closeout no, game or that, did they no, have that, another game? That, they had one more game after that, I believe. They win a game in Boston, uh, and Kyrie goes at the end of the game, steps on the logo. Irrelevant. And, oh, and, well, no, it's I re- agree. It, it I agree. is relevant to share, but I'm saying to the, the people who are like, oh, he got what was coming to him. He stepped on the fucking logo. Get out of here, dude. Like You're being yeah. ridiculous. 
So he's walking, hundred- in, he's walking into the tunnel after stepping on the logo and some dumbass fan throws a bottle at him. And then when the cops arrest him, starts looking around yeah. like he didn't do anything. Yeah. And a lot of people are citing the stepping on the logo as the thing that caused this incident, which again, that's, that's not, that's, that doesn't, yeah, that motherfucker was going to throw that water bottle regardless of Kyrie stepping on the logo. Yeah. And then we got Russell Westbrook, um, getting popcorn dropped over him, uh, as he walks to the tunnel after being injured, like this guy is walking off the court with an injury, regardless of, even if he wasn't injured, Mm -hmm. it's still a shitty. So that happened in Philly. In that same series, just a couple of days ago, we had um, some fan ran on the court, and it kind of looked like Dwight Howard was. Dwight Howard got close to the person, and there were people online that were interested to see what would have happened had the security guards not tackled the guy <laughs> before Dwight got there. Um, so you have all that, and uh, I'm gonna pull back the curtain a little bit more. This episode was originally we were going to talk about the malice at the palace, which was a giant brawl that happened between the Indiana Pacers and the Detroit Pistons back in... I was going to Yeah, that sounds right. Maybe 0203 is what I was thinking. Um, but a huge thing where the players started fighting each other, fans started fighting against the players, and, I mean, it was just a whole thing. Like, eight dudes got suspended or fined, and, I mean, they were just throwing, like... It was it was a bad, if you go watch the video it was it, it was wild. Two thousand four, uh, by the but way. But we kind we kind of pivoted because of what's happening. So we're kind of talking about the recent issues with the backdrop of the malice at the palace. But we're not going to focus too much on that. You can go look up that video uh, and read about the insanity that was uh, Ron Artest and Stephen Jackson and Jermaine O'Neal and Ben Wallace at the malice at the palace. Oh, Titan just ran away. I hope you all heard him on his way out. Um, yeah, I think uh, that pretty well sums up what we're talking about, right? Dumbass fans doing cowardly things. Yeah. Thinking that well, they're big and tough. And and I'm not. we're not going to excuse the behavior because it is, uh, it, it's not acceptable. But I think that... What, what I want to do is try to have a conversation about why these things are happening and how we have gotten here uh, in, uh, in the sports world to allow for the, for these things to to really like be largely acceptable, right? Like obviously when it gets to the point of hitting players with items, food, water bottles, whatever, clearly we know- Bodily like, functions. Yeah, clearly like that, that kind of stuff is getting flagged and getting caught. But like, there's a lot happening that is still largely acceptable that I would make the case is not okay to do. So we're going to, we're going to try to do justice to the conversation a little bit by not just saying, oh, these fans are dumb. They are, it's not acceptable, but there's also something happening that has allowed this to to become the norm in sports. Uh, I don't know if we'll figure that out today, but I think that's true. You know, Yeah. Uh, let's. Let's get into our second segment where we go deeper into the topic. The this is called the press conference. Okay, so um, what do you want? What should we talk about first? I'm I'm I have a few questions. I don't know the best way to start this conversation, but I have a few questions. I'm also interested to know about the connection between these stadiums, these cities that these events have taken place in. 
Where should we go with this? Where do you want to go with this, Noah? Let's. I I want to start with with you talking about uh the connection between these stadiums, the being yeah. Utah, Boston, Philly, and New York. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. So I think there's something that I notice is that these four stadiums in particular are known for having some of the best environments to play basketball games in, right? Like Philadelphia historically has had what we, a lot of people will consider some of the most loyal, committed fan bases across various sports, right? Um, We know Boston is... Boston and New York are historically two of the greatest NBA franchises of all time. And we have heard plenty of Boston stories about uh, racism going all the way back as far as Bill Russell, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's just countless stories of Boston fans loving you if you wear their uniform and completely treating you like a pile of shit if you don't. I mean, that is... It's an interesting duality, I guess, here where what you just said is true, but it's also true that they will love you while you're wearing the uniform and hate you when you're not in the sense of like, oh, you now play for a different team. But also they will love you if you're wearing when you're wearing the uniform and will hate you whenever they see you at the restaurant down the street after the game. If you, in Boston's case specifically, if you're not white, like Bill Russell spent his entire career in Boston and he hates that city. <laughs> Like he asked for his jersey retirement to be done privately because he did not want fans there. He's been pretty vocal about not really wanting to go back to Boston. Like, it's just Boston sucks, dude. And Utah is a similar case. Utah has a very similar, um, a very similar, uh, what's it called? Reputation. That's the word that was escaping me. Utah has a very similar reputation for treatment of black people that have come into that stadium. And what's crazy is we all know this, the NBA is predominantly black, right? It's made up of uh, predominantly black players. And that has been the case for uh, quite some time. And so the fact that for years and years and years, you're having to just kind of put up with a lot of stuff that's being said and done to you as a black player in these stadiums. And we've sort of normalized that in certain stadiums we we said oh that's just how utah fans are that's just how boston is um that's a little bit different with new york and philly i think the case there is that you just have a lot of really passionate philly Philly fans suck too (laughs) but i i mean it's a little different in the sense that they threw snowballs at santa what's the story you can't just drop that nug i don't Uh, know what the story is back in the day this is probably like the 70s or 80s the eagles on their Christmas Day game, had Santa Claus there. And if I remember correctly, the Eagles were just getting their asses kicked and the fans didn't really like that they were doing this weird promo thing. So they started like throwing snowballs and beer bottles onto the field and like were hitting Santa Claus. Yikes. That's what we're dealing with in Philly. So it's even it's even getting into the mascot genre. The yeah. mascots are getting brutalized and treat poorly. But I, I think that there is a little bit of a difference with New York and Philly in that there's just a... There's a lot of passionate, specifically passionate basketball fans, and those stadiums are known for having lots of fan-player interactions. But what happens when that goes too far? There's a difference when Spike Lee and Trey Young are talking shit to each other or Spike Lee and Reggie Miller 
are talking shit to each other and some random just well-to-do person that can afford tickets is at the game that just decides I can disrespect this person because I'm sitting Mm -hmm. close enough to do so and I'm going to spit on them. Like there's a, there's a level of like what's happening there to where people that have this enough are fortunate enough to buy these expensive tickets and be close enough to the players feel that they can get away with whatever they want to say or do. Yeah. I, I, I just do not, it makes no sense to me. Like I've gone to a lot of sporting events at all levels and I have never once been just like, Oh, you know, it would be really fun right now would be for me to insert myself into this game and just start screaming at the players or at the refs or at the coaches and yeah, just like inserting myself into the game. Like you're just, it's no disrespect or you have no respect rather for the game itself, for the people that are putting the show on for you. You don't have any respect for the fans, for yourself. Like you're, you're being selfish at that point. And I, I just, it makes no sense to me that these people like, I don't know. Like, I guess all those, all the players have been like, if you come to the game and you're yelling and stuff, like it's fine. Like cheer for your team. We get it. And sometimes there's going to be shit talking. And sometimes like the players will talk back occasionally, but when you're yelling at like John Moran's parents and family, or I mean, when I guess when it gets to the point where you're like spitting and throwing shit, like obviously that's a whole nother step beyond shit talking or, you know, we can go back to Russell Westbrook when he was still with OKC in that, dude in the front row just out of nowhere stands up and starts flipping him the double birds. And it's just like, I don't know I, that, that, that thought process of I'm here, I'm watching this game. I'm trying to root for my team. And suddenly you're so angry that you're like verbally and physically, potentially physically like abusing or assaulting a player. Like I, I that just makes no sense to me. Like how, how do you get to that point? And the crazy thing is like, the dude, the dude in Boston who threw the water bottle, he was like 21 or something like that. But if you watch a lot of the stuff that happens, it's like middle-aged people or even like in the case of the dude who flipped off Russell Westbrook, like he was like an old dude. He was like 50 or 60, like, you know, and it's just, it's just crazy. Like you can't even be like, oh, it's just the way, like a lot of old people like to complain about how kids are raised as if they're not the ones who raised us. That's a whole other thing. Uh, but it's like, they're the ones who are getting so invested into these games that they're ruining it for everybody else and, you know, getting banned from watching their favorite team. I don't know. What I said right there doesn't make sense. It's just the more I sit here and think about it, I just, it makes no, no sense to me how these people get so invested that they think that, and they, that they think that a, a basketball game or a baseball game or a football game that they're able to just like insert themselves into it. Like if they go to a fucking play or a musical and something happens to a character they don't like are they going to stand up and start fighting and yelling at that (laughs) that character like no like you paid a ticket you're there to you're there to watch you're you're partaking in this show is solely as a spectator like stop inserting yourself you're not important i think there's a there's a level of uh you know we we've both played sports growing up um i think when you play sports, there's a level of respect that you learn within the game, right? That you can talk shit and you can have a back and forth with people on the other team and and even fans in some case or people in the, in the stands. But there's a level to where you know that it, it has to stop, right? Like it, you, you don't cross a certain line 
Um, and I, I do wonder if maybe the disconnect is in some of these cases, like these are folks in these stadiums that didn't play sports growing up or um, they've always been spectators, you know, like to, mm-hmm. to use that word, like they've always been spectators. It's always, they've always been um, Monday morning quarterbacks, right? Where they can yeah. tell you what should have happened or tell you what would have uh, helped your team win in, in retrospect. But it's like, I think when you grow up around sports and, and playing the games, there's a level of, um, you, you know, the line. I, I even, you know, we I watched the Hawks close out the series against the Knicks last night. And there's a lot of moments in that game when Trey Young was getting into it with other players on the Knicks. But, as soon, it, but it, is, it, it, it was kept to a certain level of respect to some degree. And as soon as the game was over, it was like, hey, let's this let's squash it. Like we don't need to carry this on outside of the 48 minutes on the court. And I think that that is a unique, that is unique to being around sports in a way where you've personally experienced mm-hmm. the back and forth of shit talking and, and understanding when somebody is going too far. Does that make sense? I don't know if it you does. I don't know if I experienced that as a, as a, it makes sense. And I, yeah, like, I mean, I can think of times when I was playing high school where, you know, people would, like kids from the other schools would yell at me, call me like goggles and shit like that. Cause I wore my big, you know, black rimmed glasses, just stupid shit like that. But like, you know, and I, or even like other players would just say dumb stuff while we're on the court. But yeah, when the game was over, game was over, it didn't really, you weren't, you weren't going to interact with these kids in any real way. So you, you didn't you know, good game, and then next time you played, you forgot who was talking shit to begin with. Um, but I don't know if I agree that that's the reason for this. I, For me, I think it just comes down to the fans think that they're protected. Like, especially the rich ones, like the ones that we see do a lot of this shit. Like, do you think are, that's these, because these they these have? Are, I think they're just people that they have are privileged enough to where they usually do get away with that kind of stuff. They can say that kind of stuff. And Do you think that historically... Sports leagues. I know we're mainly talking about basketball, but do you think historically uh, the NBA or other sports league sports leagues have protected uh, fans that have? Yeah, I think so. Because been... whenever something happened, like the mouth of the palace, like fans started that. Like that, those were people in the in the stands who started that fight. But those players still got suspended for you know almost an entire year and got fined thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And that player or the like those fans like maybe got banned from going to the to any more games at that stadium and like were maybe arrested but even that like i'm very tentative on saying that they were because i don't think they were and so like i just think that to them it's like i can sit here and get away with it because they're not going to come up to me because that's going to get them in trouble so like i can do all this stuff and as long as i don't get caught doing it i'm going to be fine like i think that's why you see I, for me, that's what it is. Like, there's that video of Marcus Peters. I think whenever he was with the Rams, some dude was like talking shit at whatever stadium they were at, and Marcus Peters turned around and started walking towards the crowd. And the dude who was talking shit very quickly goes from talking all this trash to saying, "Hey, if you come up here, you're gonna get fined." Like he knows, like he he's using that as like his shield of like, "Hey, Marcus Peters, you can't come up here. Like if you do that, you're gonna get in trouble. I won't get in trouble. I egged you on, but you're gonna be the one who gets in trouble." It's like you know, it's. It's like we in school, it's always the second person who gets caught, right? Like some kid's screwing with you in class and flicking your ear and you're the one who turns around and says, stop it. 
you're the one who gets in trouble, not the kid who is, you know, actually starting it. I think for me, that's what it comes down to. It's just, it, it's a lot of people probably with a lot of money who are used to doing whatever the hell they want and not being told to knock it off. And whenever anything starts to go south, they can continue to egg it on, but just hide behind this. Like if you come up here, people are, might look at me and be like, Oh, that dude's kind of an asshole. Like, I can't believe he was like, what was he saying to get so-and-so to react that way? But they still know that even if that interaction happens, the player is going to be the one who gets in actual trouble. They're just kind of like looked at as like this asshole, but they don't really care because they don't see themselves as an asshole anyway. So they don't really care that other people see them as such. So I think it's just a lack of respect for players and also a larger sense of self. People think that they deserve since they paid money in our front seat, they want to get on TV and they want to, you know, they want to make the headlines. They want to be the person who did that thing and have that story to tell people because it'll make them, it'll make them seem cool to their buddies or whatever. Do you, do you think that the lifetime bans are going to help stop these types of things from happening more? Or do you think that there needs to be some sort of um, uh, a, a next level of, of discipline for the fans? I think, are... I think it's helpful. And a lot of times, like that dude who ran on the court, I think he gets, in, I think he's going to get it fine. He's going to get fined. Yeah. He'll he get gets fi- fined. He'll, he'll, he gets fined for like, they might call it trespassing. I don't really know actually what like that actual. Mm-hmm. Uh, penalty is but he he's gonna get fined for sure uh that dude in boston who threw the water bottle he's getting charged with like felony with a danger like felony assault with a dangerous weapon or something like that <laughs> uh and so it's just like stuff like, like i think it, honestly i think it comes down to that like when you buy these tickets you agree to go into this place and act in a civilized manner like you are encouraged to cheer for your team and maybe to some extent that expands to you know trash talking like no one's getting upset that you're booing a fan or booing an opposing player or yelling that a ref got a a bad call or that's not the issue here it's whenever you're taking it very personally you're saying personal things to these players you're in these instances interfering with the game or with the players while they're on the court by throwing stuff at them spitting on them running onto the court whatever um but some like but there's also just like what can like Utah like the, like they banned the five people I think who were talking to John Morant's family, but they didn't break any laws. Like they can say like as a institution, you're no longer welcome at our games. We've got you're not allowed to buy tickets. We you know you're, you're no longer welcome here. But there's no breach of any sort of actual law that could keep them from going to a Denver game and doing the exact same thing. So well, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. And that's why I'm asking the question. I, I've I've seen a lot of conversation about the lifetime ban, whether or not that's actually an effective way to to stop these kind of things from happening. And you know, even thinking about like you know a guy that's 20 years old, it sounds like a silly way of thinking through it. But like a 20 year old gets banned, right? But then who's like are they are they updating his photo when he like every year? So when he turns 40 they know what he looks like you know what i mean mm-hmm. like how what does that actually look like in practice to act to have a, a lifetime ban yeah it feels it feels like a really it feels like it could be a challenging thing to actually enforce mm-hmm. uh, but then and then also to your point what's stopping that fan from going and watching at another stadium and causing similar yeah. issues um, so i don't i don't know if i i don't have a solution i don't have um 
I don't know that I have like a, a better idea of how to deter people from from doing this type of thing, but it really sucks that I think we've we've made we've allowed space for people to on every level, professional level, college level, um, high school level to to treat athletes in this way, mm -hmm. right? And it's happening across the board, not just in the NBA, not just with men. Um, it's yeah, it just sucks, you know. Yeah. I feel like I feel like the the only thing that comes to mind is like a, you know, quote unquote solution to something like this is if, if interfering in that manner, like to the point where like it's an actual issue, again, not talking about cheering against opposing players and teams and everything. Uh, but like, I wonder when if there's a way to like, of... I wonder if there's a way to like find that legally is like public indecency or, you know, something yeah. like that where you've, or not, that's not the law I'm thinking of, but at, at some point I like, yeah, lifetime bans probably aren't going to be enough. And if there is a way to institute like legitimate fines on these fans for doing these ridiculous things, then maybe that would help stem the tide of it. But I mean, honestly, at this point, I don't really think it's punishment. I think it's education that we need mm -hmm. to really be focusing on. And unfortunately, the exposure that we're seeing these dumbasses get is probably just going to continue and have other people try to do the same. Like, yeah. People were like, oh, okay, this thing happened in New York and this other thing happened in Philly. Weird, but like, okay, we should be good to go. And then like three more instances happened over the next week. And it's just like, at some point, people are going to just keep doing this dumb shit because that's like the big talking point right now. And mm -hmm. there are a lot of fucking idiots in America. <laughs> yeah, and I think the, the last thing I'll say, and then maybe we can move on to our next segment, is at the end of the day... <laughs> Uh, as much as we talk about how much sports play a big role in our life, like at the end of the day, like when those players are out there, they're, they're playing a game, right? Like it's, it's just basketball. It's just football. It's it, whatever sports happening. Like it, it is as simple as, as that. And there's at the end of the day, no reason to get so up in arms about a win or a loss or a may basket or a miss basket or an assist or a turnover that you end up degrading another human mm -hmm. uh by throwing something at them spitting on them or s calling them a slur like there's there's no yeah. at, at no point well i guess is that is that necessary i guess right that's you know? the emotional aspect of this that's how we tie it into the feel of feel for the game right it's like these are people and would you treat any other stranger like you're treating these people or is it just because they're famous athletes and you paid for your ticket so you feel like you deserve the right to you know, act out in that way. Cause like if the answer is yes, you, you would treat anyone like, like that you're a shitty person and you need to seek help. Yeah. for sure. If the answer to that is no, then you know what you're doing is wrong and you're letting your emotions get the best of you. And you still need to like figure that out and work through what in your personality, what in your life is keying you into the side of you that, yeah, you know, has these outbursts in public to strangers. Cause it just like, and like, if, if check, if, would you would you your, do that at like if you're watching your kids' little league game? Are you gonna do that? No. Well, are the, you the your honest, kids, like high school game. Are you gonna do that? No. And if so, that is a problem. You need to do better. No, like the crazy thing is like there are parents at high school games that that say some pretty mean shit. You know, like oh, there's yeah. no, I'm there's, I'm, I'm well aware. I've seen the coaches. I've seen at, parents who have at college who have done games. That. That. So so it's crazy because you think like oh man 
you would understand that that's not okay to do. But it's happening even at levels where people are not Here, adults. Like, this it's is, happening what, this is what I'm going to say. This is what I'll say then. If you are, like if Nick and I go to a game, we go to a Chicago Bulls game next year. And my beloved Devontae Graham is just torching Chicago. And Nick starts saying some rude shit to Devontae Graham. Maybe I need to take the responsibility of like, Nick, you need to calm down, man. Like, this is we're, this is just a basketball game. Like, it, at some point, these people, again, whether it be at a high school game, a college game, professional game, if you're sitting there, because very few people are going to a sporting event by themselves. If you're sitting there and you hear your friend, your husband, your wife, your brother, your sister, whomever that you're with, saying these ridiculous things or doing stupid shit, maybe they've had too much to drink. Maybe you need to cut them off at some point. Maybe you need to sit them down and say, hey, listen, this isn't cool. Like, you're embarrassing yourself and you're embarrassing me. Like, I would really appreciate it if you would stop yelling at these players right now. Like, because maybe they don't realize what they're doing is wrong for various reasons. But if you are there, you need to be calling it out. And it's hard. Like, there's a part of me that wants to be like, even if you're a stranger, maybe it's your responsibility to calm them down. But while we're on the topic of fan behavior in the MLB, we've seen like seven fights between fans in the last couple, like month or so. So maybe that's not your responsibility. Maybe it's, if you're a stranger, it's your responsibility to grab a security guard and say, Hey, there's a fan in the row in front of me. Who's being kind of unruly. Can you ask them to calm down or whatever? Um, but I think that's a big part of it is these, and that goes back to what I was saying earlier, right? They feel like they can get away with it for whatever reason. They have people in their life who either support what they're doing or, are afraid to challenge them on it because then maybe that anger and the emotional unhealthiness is going to get directed at them. You know, like if they have that much pent up anger and emotion about this game, who's to say that whenever you say, Hey, can you like, Hey buddy, you need to calm down. Like this isn't what you're doing is wrong. Well, now that anger might get turned on you and no one, no one wants that. Right. Like, so I don't know. That's, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like do better. And if you're a friend also do better. (laughs) Well, I think that's a perfect seg- segue into our next segment. Wait, 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 seg- wait, wait, wait. Segue into next segment. Wait, before we do that, Are you going to kill that transition? That was an amazing. I just it was threw great. myself a Trace but, McGrady off the backboard, alley-oop to myself, and you just got and you're gonna, But you're going to be able to do it again after we do this. But I do want to ask just briefly, can you think of examples in your playing day where fans were unruly or whatever adjective you'd like to use? Um, not, not, not to the point of being disrespectful. Um, or have, and, you ever, and, or have you ever been to a game where you see something happening? Maybe, maybe not necessarily while you're playing. Um, I, I don't think I've ever seen anything that I felt cross the line. I've definitely never seen anybody. Um, that's not true. I've seen people throw stuff at baseball games. Uh, still not acceptable, but I think baseball is a little different because most often when you throw something on the field you're not going to hit anybody because everybody's just so spread out and whatever so i've seen people throw stuff on the field at baseball games um still not cool but that was probably the extent of like you took that too far um as far as playing i i didn't have a very long sports career so i don't think i ever got to the level where i would have heard some of that kind of stuff um but i've definitely been at games that are more intense people are yelling uh most of the time in my experience it's been in good fun like it's been trash i think you can trash talk in 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 good faith right like i think there's a way to do that 
and not be disrespectful and everybody understand what's happening. The players that you're talking to understand. Sometimes they dish it back. I've seen all that happen, but I, I don't think I've ever seen it to the point where I felt that, oh, that was crossing the line. Okay, interesting, interesting. I've got I've got some stories, but I'll, I'll <laughs> do them brief. We so should have we should have we should have got here quicker. The first the fir- well I'll, I'll do them quickly. The first one is probably like my junior year of high school. Or so we have a guy on the team, his dad, uh, infamous for your yelling. He had a specific phrase where he would yell, "Wipe your wipe your shoes or wipe your feet and hustle." I'm not gonna say this kid's name, but if anyone that I went to high school with, they're gonna be like, "Oh, this is who we're talking about," <laughs> and we were at. Uh, it was an away game and I can't, we were coming out of like a timeout or at start of a quarter or something. And this kid's dad is yelling at him, yelling his name, saying all this stuff. And this kind of goes back to what I was just saying. We're like, tell people, like hold people accountable, tell them that they need to knock it off. So this kid in high school, this is like our junior year, just turns around, sees his dad at the top row and just yells at him to shut the fuck up and sit down. And this gym was like pretty quiet. It was just his dad yelling. And he just turns around and yells that. That's like, I loved it. I thought it was phenomenal, especially because like a ref probably could have teed him up for saying yeah. that, but I think he was kind of just like, hey, thanks for doing that, bud. That was kind of annoying. So did that's the a dad, good Did the dad listen? Yeah, he, he got quiet. Yeah. He, oh, man. You know, that, it, I want to know, know what happened at home that night. You know, that's a good question. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I might have to send out a text to see if he remembers, but I, I seem to recall that. Maybe I'm misremembering it, but I remember him. In my memory, he like yelled it at his dad. Maybe his dad yeah. was closer and he was able to just say it. But uh, so there's that, and then I remember there was a uh, we were playing. It was a sectional championship game my senior year, and there was about to be a free throw, but the other team was kind of huddled up on the court, and one of our uh, players just kind of walked over, kind of like what um oh who does this a lot uh, Draymond Green. Just kind of goes and just like puts himself in the other team's huddle, which sure. isn't illegal. Like there, it wasn't a timeout. It was live, like play was happening. So it wasn't illegal. But holy shit, dude! That team's coach and like the entire crowd that was behind the bench are just like frothing at the mouth and like pointing and yelling at him to like get the fuck back over and are like I literally heard like cuss words being thrown at him in this. It's mm-hmm. a high school basketball game postseason, so like maybe emotions were higher, obviously, but. Just the fact that this coach is like yelling at a deposing player, and if the coach is acting that way, of course the crowd is going to feel like they're it's appropriate for them to act the same way. Right. Uh, and the last one, my high school. If you, I, I want everybody to do this, if you're interested, you can go to YouTube, and you can type up "high school basketball brawl Central Illinois," and you're going to see Illini Central. And around the three minute mark, you're going to see a big old fight breakout in the uh, crowd. And it's from a, a, a cop is who started it. So like they kicked out like earlier on in the video, someone throws a water bottle on the court. Actually, that's what started it. The principal or vice principal or whomever goes, sees who did it. It's a small gym. Like it's not hard to see who does something. And it's during a JV game. So it's even emptier than it would have been if it were a varsity game. So like you're not fooling anyone. We all saw that happen. They kick those, kids or those people out that family out or yeah that was they were not kids i'm looking at the video yeah so so they they throw the adults out but then there's like one person who stays and like doesn't leave and a cop has to go over there to like escort him out because he's still arguing and something was said i don't know what 
But then the cop immediately like starts choking the dude and like throws him down on the bleachers. And then the players and other people in the crowd start jumping in to like break it up. But then you see a player start throwing punches and he gets put in a chokehold by like one of the people from his school. Like, it was a whole fucking thing. Like it was like that was a local cop choking a dude. Like that's obviously has connotations now that maybe it didn't back then. Uh, <laughs> uh shout just shout yeah, out to the is. fact that this was like a 15 second brawl but the 15 seconds that happened were pretty intense it's wild it was man just, it, it, it was short-lived it was very short-lived yeah uh but i enjoyed it that was like watching so like, there you that go like yeah. the, that was like the white version of world star i yeah i enjoyed that a lot <laughs> so nick i know you don't have the video on but it or the audio on but whenever the fight starts the person filming it just goes oh shit yeah, that, and that's, and that's it. it. Is Dude, the trade most, market. Go, go it buy is the, the most Mason City thing. Go buy the domain, oshit.com. It's <laughs> it is the, the most version Mason of City Star. thing. Oh, shit. Uh, and they're just, they're, that's one of the best part is that there's some commentary in that video that is absolutely hilarious. White hillbillies from small town central Illinois. Anyway, those are my, those are three examples that I got to see in person through yeah. my high school. So I, would, I wouldn't have been playing in that game. I was like in elementary school or middle school whenever that game happened, but uh like that video says uploaded 2011 but there's no way that happened in 2011 um, yeah no it, it looked like oh three based uh, on the anyway footage. so yeah so there there are my examples but now here okay uh, go back well you to, ruined you, you ruined no, my you segment get to, you get I, to use it right now use your segue right now anyway the segue is ruined we're gonna move on to our okay. next segment which is called we're talking about practice i supposed to be the franchise player and we're in here talking about practice i mean it, listen we're talking about practice not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. I'm going to go first. This is where okay. we um, share four words to describe how we feel about the topic that we're discussing today. Uh, my four words is, I think, a, is a, I, I think we're going to have similar ones here. It's a hunch. It's a hunch. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this. My four words kind of get at a theme that you've talked a lot about so far, which is... Um, you can't purchase disrespect. Here's what I mean. Ooh, you can't purchase disrespect. That's a bar. When you buy tickets to a game, you're buying a ticket to spectate and to watch. You're not buying a ticket that allows you to say or do whatever you want. That That is not what your money grants you. That that doesn't exist. You, you can't just, because you can afford floor seats, get away with whatever you want. Um, I, I actually remember an instance um, earlier in the season, or it might have been, um, I think it was earlier in the season where uh, a, a white lady um, was like barking at LeBron James in the middle of a game. She had floor seats and um, it was kind of a whole ordeal. I don't know if you remember that or not, yeah. but like, I, I think it's like you can't, your money doesn't allow you to say or do whatever you want. And in every case, not just in sports, but in every sort of situation in life, it doesn't allow you to be a shitty person. Like you can't, mm -hmm. it doesn't, that's not a ticket to just be a bad human just because you have a lot of money or can afford certain privileges that other people can't. So when it comes to sports, you can buy a ticket, you can sit close to the stadium, to, to the court, to the field, whatever the case may be, but that does not give you the right to say or do whatever you want. So just keep that in mind. Go, just enjoy the game. Be passionate, but keep it in check, right? Like, you're allowed to have emotions. That's what being a fan, that's the best part about yep. being a fan is having emotions. But you, you, can't, you can't let them take over your... Yeah. 
yeah, I don't know what word I want to come next, but fill in the blank. You can't let it take over and then fill in the blank because that will always be true. <laughs> I, I want two things on what you just did. You can't purchase disrespect, but you can purchase therapy. <laughs> and if yes. you are that disrespectful, like I said earlier, then go to therapy. You have issues you need to work out. And I'm not even like joking right now. <laughs> if that is your personality, you really need to figure out how to manage and control that. Secondly, I think I just found a business venture where I let people pay me money to just absolutely say in the worst shit to me and throw water bottles at me. Like I will let, I will gladly be your punching bag. If you just pay me a lot of money, give me $500 and I will sit, I will shoot. That's all it takes. Oh yeah. That's your, that's your number. Maybe, maybe per session. Talk to me. Per session. Yeah. Like, like, like Nick, if you get really pissed at me, you can give me $500. How, how many, how much time do I get? Uh, how much time you want? I mean, I'd say an hour. I'll give it an hour. <laughs> we'll go up. We'll go up to a park. I'll shoot. I'll I'll start playing basketball by myself. I'll shoot free throws and just kind of do my own thing. And the entire time, you can just sit there and yell obscenities at me. Or if you don't want me to play basketball, that's fine too. I can just sit in a chair and look you in the eyes while you do it. And then maybe you'll start to realize while I look you in the eyes that I'm a human too, and I don't deserve what you're saying to me. Um. Anyway, <laughs> here's my forwards. We, I thought we were going to be similar. We weren't. Mine's just uh, return to the circus because mm. you're a bunch of fucking clowns. Like, get out of here with this bullshit. You're not interesting because you're an asshole. I hope you know that. Being a bad person is not an interesting personality trait, and you need to fix that about yourself. And you're a clown if you go to sporting events or other public places and make what is happening about you by putting yourself into the center of attention. You're a clown. Seek help. <laughs> All right. And I mean, nothing more to say. That was that was a whole album. That was an EP. You just dropped an EP. Okay. There's my mixtape. Better than anything J. Cole's done. Whoa. Let's not go there. Let's not go All there. Right, let's not, let's, let's let, not make this a J. Cole Where should podcast. we go? Where we should go is our next segment, which is called Time Out. Two to tie. Michigan will have to bring it. Oh, he walked. He walked and the referee missed it. Weber brings it into the front court. They have no timeouts remaining. Oh, he causes too many timeouts. That's a technical foul. He called a timeout. Michigan doesn't have any. All right. Timeout is where we sort of get into the mind of someone experiencing something that we discussed. So in my mind, I'm thinking like I'm trying to think about Kyrie. I'm thinking about him stepping on the the, the leprechaun's face in the middle of uh, a half court. What's their stadium? I was trying to say the name of their stadium. Boston. What's it that's the, the Garden. It's just T- the. Is, is T- it just TD Ameritrade Garden? There we go. I thought there was more. Okay. Anyway, that's we'll cut that out. Kyrie stepping on the logo. Let I I kind of want to get into his mind and just think what was going through his head in that moment. Um, you can do that. You can join me in that, or you can come up with your own. But I can I be can't. no. You can step on the logo. I'll be the I'll be the clown who threw the water bottle. <laughs> uh, okay, just finished the game. Here, I, I'm going into Kyrie mode. Okay, the Earth is flat. The Earth is flat. 
Uh, all right, this was good. I'm glad we got this win. We just got to go back to Brooklyn, close it out. I'm talking to myself. This is yeah, Kyrie sure. this talking is to himself monologue. in his head. Uh, oh, man, Here, here's KD. Yeah, good game, KD. Good game, James. Yeah, yeah, we got him. We got him next game. All right, I'm at half court. Uh, fuck you, Boston. <laughs> that's all. That's all. You, it's just a... you, you, you. I see you stomp on the on the face of Lucky, the the leprechaun. Yeah. And immediately, I think to myself, this is the worst tragedy that's ever happened in Boston history. Nothing else in our city's history, from 1700 to now, has been as disrespectful to our people and to our city than what Kyrie Irving just did. And I have to take matters into my own hands because who else is going to protect this city than me, its savior, its superhero? You start looking around, seeing what you got next to you. I say, all I have is this water bottle, but I'm tough. I'm wearing a Kevin Garnett jersey. I don't have an undershirt on. That means I'm tough because I don't care about my nipples chafing. And I'm going to pick up this water bottle. And I'm strong enough because I'm from Boston and I've probably been doing cocaine since I was five years old. I think I have enough strength in me to absolutely obliterate Kyrie Irving. All I have to do is hit him. And here he is. And then I let go of the water bottle and I miss you by about eight inches. I miss you <laughs> so badly that you don't even realize that I threw something at you until your teammate notices and confronts me. And then the police come it. to get me. And I say, no, you're supposed to be on my side. I'm a white guy in Boston and you're cops. You're supposed to support me. This is the worst thing that happened in Boston of ever and they say sir you can't disrespect a leprechaun they say sir there there was a, a bombing here during a marathon a couple years ago that was a lot worse than this i don't know if you remember um you can read about the Re- revolutionary war there were some really shitty things that happened here um i don't know why you think this way but you're a young and dumb idiot and now you're gonna go to prison and I scene ho- i hope he uh i hope he gets a second chance i hope he doesn't go to prison he will. Uh, he'll just have to. He'll just have like a fine or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's pay, a white pay kid a fine. Boston. I'm okay with fines. Fines are great as long as the money gets used uh, well. So, all right, let's get into our final segment of this delightful episode about fans getting a little too crazy. It's called Twenty Seconds on the Clock. I- This is where we uh, quickly tell you why this matters moving forward and why you should care about uh, the f- how the fans treat players. So, Noah, you, you go first this time. Oh, I've I'm been going, going first, first this time. Okay. I've been going first, and I have been um, really bad at this yeah, lately. So you so need I'm a little gonna, time to think about it. Yeah, I'm going to let you go first. Okay. I'm going to start the clock, and then I'm gonna, I'll show you. Ready? Three, two, one. All right, so the reason you should care about this is because we are talking about real human beings. And I don't know if you know this, but you're a real human being. And whenever you find yourself interacting with another human being, you should treat them with the respect and dignity that you would prefer to be treated with as well. And that makes you a good person. And we all want to be good people. Time. Still killing it. You are real life Dame. That, Dame Lillard. I specifically, if I if I made that shot, I specifically want it to be the one he made at the end of the 
first overtime with the little spin move step back because yeah, yeah, that yeah. was one of the filthiest moves I've ever seen in my life. You know the whole like Larry Bird comment about uh, God disguises Michael Jordan. Yeah, it felt like that. That's what it felt like mm-hmm. a couple nights ago. Okay, um, twenty seconds on the clock. Because I agree with everything Noah said, I'm going to go a slightly different route and say that this matters because fans engaging with the athletes in the sports are so important and instrumental in the everything that happens and the excitement that goes into all of this. And so what we need is fans interacting passionately, but we also need them to do it respectfully. So fans are, are necessary, but please be be kind in your excitement. Okay, you went. That was what you said was great. You went ten seconds too long. I think I should have cut out the part about agreeing with what you said. Yeah, but that, I just that really to, that really hurt you. I needed to affirm that I've, I I think that that was going to be the direction should, I was going to go. Should, we should have done that before the clock started. Like that felt like that kind of felt like I'm I dribbled gonna, too I'm, long. I'm going to say you dribbled too long. I started. I started going to the basket with. I started making my move with three seconds left. It's one of those deals where, like, you threw the ball up, and the horn went off, and it kind of just, like, sat on the rim for a moment, and then it fell, but you were there to tip it in, <laughs> and it was it was definitely after the clock. Yeah, it but this count. is in, but this is in the era before review, and they <laughs> called it and they called it good on the floor. There are so many caveats to everything <laughs> in that. But yeah, but what you said is good, and you haven't made a shot in a while. So I'm going to say that you technically didn't make a shot because the game was over, but the refs yeah. missed it and called yeah. it good on the floor, and then they didn't review it. Yeah, I'll take all the caveats. It's okay. Yeah, perfect. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, we need fans. Fans make the games better. I 100% believe that, but, but we need to have fans that are respectful. Good fans so. make the games better. Yeah, bad fans ruin everything because bad people will ruin everything because they're bad and bad things are bad. Also, just There's last the title thing of this here. episode: bad things are bad. <laughs> bad things are bad. Uh, in light of this conversation, in light of recent events around this, I think this is my final thought: is this is uh, giving me a, a different perspective on the malice in the palace. Just to go back to that one last time. Um, we look at that and we say, how can these guys go into the stands and fight with the fans? But we, we don't look at that and say, how could these fans treat these guys so poorly to begin with, right? Like we kind of we kind of cast all the blame of that moment on the on the players and instead of looking at the fans and being like, Well, like you guys were you guys were out of step. You, you you started this in a lot of ways. Like the the players had their own shit going on, mm-hmm. and then you got involved in a way what, that was. What we're not saying okay. is that we support what Shaq said on TNT the other night, which was lifetime bans aren't going to stop this, but letting the players handle the situation will. Ooh, yeah, Brad Beal's on that. Because like I said, train. like I, like I said, I went back go back to what I said at the beginning. I think these fans are doing it because they feel protected. If they don't Noah think that the NBA or the NFL or the MLB is going to be a shield between them and the players, like you, when you go to the zoo, you might like joke about jumping into the bear pit or whatever, <laughs> but you don't fucking do it because you know the zoo's not going to hold Stop the bear, bear responsible. They're going to say that we said yep. that you should not be jumping in that pit and you did anyway. Yep. That's what Shaq uh, wants to do. Maybe I support I, it. I don't know. I, it sounds like you support 
violence right now and i'm all for that i'm all <laughs> for noah supporting violence i've been watching too much ufc lately i'll blame that yeah okay all right i think that's it let's uh we it. Before, before we what get are out we of excited here, about yeah what are we what are we what's what's happening in sports right it's now here. it's june 3rd it's june 3rd i'll say what i'm excited about uh, after this recording i'm heading down to st louis for a cardinals game Nice. I'm excited for that. I get to be one of these fans, and I'm not going to be an asshole. I'm just going to sit there and watch the game, and it's going to be great. And I am not going to feel the need to input myself into places and positions that I don't belong because I was raised better than that. Oh, I like that. That's going to be a fun time. I'm really excited to go to a live sport event, sporting event soon. So, uh, who are they playing? They're playing the Reds, so it should be a win. Ah, uh, I hate when. But like teams play each other that have the same colors. I'm not. Yeah, it sucks. But I, I don't know the last time I went to a St. Louis Cardinals game and they won. I think I might be a bad luck charm. Well, I am not going to any sporting events right now. I would love to do that soon, however. But right now, for me, it is still all basketball, everything. So I am. Excited for the second round. I'm particularly excited for Suns-Lakers tonight. Uh, I hope that the Suns can close it out. Um, I'm going to be a little bit sad to see LeBron not be in the playoffs, but I'd rather watch Devin Booker and Chris Paul make a run. So, Bad yeah, take. I, I mean, it's, it's my truth, man. It's my truth. But CP3 and Devin Booker are like two of my least favorite players in the league. So. Yeah, that's because you don't understand good basketball. But that's because we'll I about understand good basketball. Episode. I just don't like them. But you know what? If I were to go and watch a Phoenix game, I would be respectful. If I saw them in person, I would still say, "Hey, I, I respect the skills that you have in the game that I love. Even if I don't necessarily cheer for you, yeah. you are worthy of my respect." And they'd say, "Why are you talking like this? Are you a peasant from the 1500s?" <laughs> exactly okay that's it that's it thanks for listening everyone and we will be back see you soon bye love you this is an area code podcast